Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, welcome to the Netflix book club. I'm Steve McDonald. I'm Dennis Rooney, and we're joined here today with a very special guest. Stand-up comedian, writer, extraordinaire, Lori Pomentary, everybody. Lori Pomentary, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yay. Uh, check us out on the internet. Get at us on Twitter, at Flix Book Club. Subscribe on iTunes. We're Guys, on iTunes we're on now. iTunes, finally. ITunes. 40 episodes in. That's all it took. Now we're on iTunes. Um, yeah, go to the website, netflixbookclub.com. All that good stuff. Um, this week, we watched Nightcrawler. It was Lori's pick, being the guest. She picked Nightcrawler. She actually picked a couple things, and I was like, let's do Nightcrawler, because I had seen it, but I knew neither of you had. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. And I thought this was a movie you guys should see. Why Why'd you pick it, Lori? Um, I just wanted to see it. I wanted to see it last year. I never got around to it. Yeah. Then it was on Netflix. This came like, out oh. at a time. There was like a couple good movies that came out around this time. Yeah, I think so. It was like, like, like Oscar season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it was part of that. It was out. part of that like Oscar vibe, right? Of things. Um, so yeah, what's it about? It's about um, this guy Lou, who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal, who discovers a new vocation where you could track down where crimes are happening. Brings a camera, and then he sells that video to a news station, and it becomes very uh, morally questionable. Word, yeah, very morally <laughs> questionable. It's a real thing too. Like yes, that entire, yeah. the, the Nightcrawler thing as be, where you're a stringer for a news organization. Yeah. I know a couple of people in Chicago who used to do it. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. When they were like back, back like back in the day. Like That's in crazy. the 90s. Do you have 90s. to be a little bit psychopathically violent to do it? Like. <laughs> no, I mean, most of the people are more like, uh, like Bill Paxton's character. Right. Where they're just kind of like. They're just like they're making money. Yeah, they're like blue collar, just like they're, yeah, they're very blue collar, like running around with a camera making money. Um, it's a lot different these days. It's kind of like when people used to be like paparazzi, where it right. was like you like you could do it as a job, but like it took a certain skill set because you had to know how to use a camera and you had to know how to do different stuff. Uh, and like paparazzi back in the day, you only had so many shots on a camera, uh, like on a roll of film, and then everything became digital and everybody could use it. It Did they ever like say what year terrible. this took place? Because I figured it was before smartphones. I feel no, like no, it was with smartphones because they had GPS on the phones. Oh, that's right, they did. Yeah. It was uh, it was supposed to be pretty current. That's why even the guy was like, you're bringing your stuff to the station, you got to be uploading it to the internet and the cloud. He doesn't say the cloud, but he's like, you got to upload it and send it over. Yeah. But uh, So what do you guys think? Stream it or don't stream it? I had already seen it. I'll start. I, I, I'm going to say stream it. I like this movie, but especially at the time I saw it in theaters, people were really gassing this movie up and uh i liked it a lot but it wasn't like neither of you had seen it for example you know it wasn't like a must-see movie when it came out but i'm gonna give it a stream and i liked it a lot jake gyllenhaal is amazing in it what do you guys think i agree stream it jake gyllenhaal is brilliant in it. he's um not even remotely likable <laughs> which is what kind of what makes it so great i'm gonna he's argue like, that i think he's very <laughs> likable um i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with stream it uh, you were the only one. I knew Laurie would like this movie. I wasn't sure. I thought you might give it a don't stream it. No, I mean, it's really... The movie's really good. Uh, I would never watch it again. Um, it's not one where I'm like, it's a classic, and I need to watch it again for filmmaking purposes uh, kind of thing. It's just like, it's it's very, very good. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, I think, probably gives the best performance that I've ever seen him give. Uh, Have you seen Bubble Boy? 
do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I would say that his second best is Prince of Persia. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, like, it's just good. I mean, the, the movie is, it's a very well-made movie. It's very good. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll get into more about it. Uh, it's a blockbuster, everybody. It's a blockbuster, Three stream it. Three stream it. All right, we'll be back um, in a minute. We'll be back in a minute. Work the street? No. Wasn't a question. I'm straight. Plenty of straight guys trick. Do you have a driver's license? Yeah. Do you know Los Angeles? Yeah, I grew up all around here. Can you start tonight? Doing what? <laughs> I run a successful TV news business. We film breaking stories. Maybe you saw my item this morning, you were fatal carjacking. No, I mean, I don't have a TV, but that sounds cool. I... Do you have a cell phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does yeah. it have GPS? Yes, it does. Yeah. Congratulations, you're hired. Okay. And we're back. Um, so yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, just creepy. Yeah, just super creepy. creepy. I feel like he's underappreciated as an actor. Like he's like everyone gives him respect and stuff, but I think he's like if you had to pick one like hot young actor as of right now, you'd probably say Bradley Cooper. That would be my guess. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is should be right there with him. If I not, would like, not consider along. Bradley Cooper to be a young actor, but okay. Well. Here's the thing, men in Hollywood, it's like you're a young actor until you're old. You you're know? a young actor until you're George Clooney. An important actor. Maybe not young, but like he's like I the would, it dude in Hollywood right I now. I would say that he's he's an amazingly good actor. I think that he fell into the uh, the trap that I feel like a lot of young, attractive male actors fall into, which is that they're supposed to do action movies. You feel like Bradley Cooper's falling into that? No, 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 no. Um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, when he did like Prince of Persia, it was like... It really was like a mistake. You, it, was it was a misstep like, career wise. It's not even just like it was a misstep, but it was like you are so hoping this becomes like a like franchise, a franchise that you get to you get to just ride yeah. into. You know, he wanted his, but I, I bet you he wanted his big nuts so he could still keep doing movies like this. Even though this wasn't like a small movie, yeah, this was like the same. I'd say the same. Uh. uh it was out there as much as Prisoners. Did you guys see that? Prisoners? Yes. I, I love that prisoners. movie so much. Movie. I like Prisoners probably twice as much as I like this movie, and I really like this movie. Is Jake Gyllenhaal in Prisoners? Yeah. I don't even He's the cop I in Prisoners. Oh, yeah. He plays the cop. Yeah. I only saw the trailer, so I don't... Oh, I, I was about to say, I was like, apparently he was very forgettable in no, Prisoners. No, no, no. no. I, I didn't see the movie, so, I, so it makes should, sense that I wouldn't remember. You should see it. Um, but he's yeah. good. Don't you feel like he, this guy should be getting more... I feel like I definitely think that he should be getting more work. Um, recognition wise, I think that like, you know, recognition wise on any movie, I kind of feel like it's like you have to have like a stellar body of work before I'm like, I'll, I like everything you're in. Right. You know, like there are certain people where it's like that, uh, that I kind of have that with where it's like George Clooney. I just like listening to the man talk. Like, you could put George Clooney in a movie where he's just going to sit there and talk, and I'd be like, I yeah. like this movie. Plus, George Clooney. Which made me really mad with the movie The American, because he, like, doesn't talk throughout the entire movie. I didn't see that. It's it's like he's a he's an assassin, in like and he's, like, hiding out in Italy after a job, mm -hmm. and he just, like, doesn't speak throughout the entire movie. I feel like all of George Clooney's movies now take place in Europe. Like, this dude hasn't made an American. Well, or he, not just Europe, but, like, somewhere that's not America. He huh? lives in... Tomorrowland. Yeah, right? <laughs> Please. That was Did good too. I like that. Good, actually. I, liked um, it. I didn't see it. It's really, it's really good. Uh, it didn't do that well, did it? No, it didn't. 
But uh, I yeah, that's because he lives in Italy. He lives. Oh, on, okay. He lives on Lake Como in Italy. Where uh, they did the Ocean's uh, Twelve thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the like the the like mansion that I they're think that's at his or is something, like yeah. his house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his house on Lake Como, and uh, and they used it as a location so that he could take a tax break. But <laughs> it's I wanna, one of those I'll, type of things. I want to say this: so George Clooney is one of those actors, along with like, well, the only one I can think of right now is like Brad Pitt, but it's like a superstar actor. Where they're just playing that, like every role, they're putting so much of themselves into the role. Yeah. But that's what people want, and that's probably what the directors want. Whereas Jake Gyllenhaal, especially in this movie, like he's still like very versatile. And George Clooney and Brad Pitt are probably still versatile, but they're like people want to see Clooney and Pitt. They don't want to see the characters that they're supposed to play. Do you know what I mean? Like I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal envelops himself in these characters. Yes, I I agree. Depending on the movie. Um, I think that I think that George Clooney, I think Brad Pitt. You're right, where it's like you're just kind of watching Brad Pitt be Brad Pitt. And yeah. Brad Pitt kind of has two speeds. He he's either got like quiet and solemn, a river runs through it, uh, and um, and Benjamin Button, Brad Pitt, where essentially he's he's channeling um, like he's like I'm young Robert Redford, uh, <laughs> because when he puts on old age makeup, you're like you're Robert Redford. Uh, and then the that other guy from the old man in the sea movie we watched. Yep, episode one. And uh, and that's the only Robert Redford movie <laughs> I've ever seen. So when you say you a young really Robert Redford, I'm just imagining the dude on the boat when he was still with his wife. Uh, you really need to see some more Robert Redford movies. <laughs> He's a very good actor. Um, whereas like like with with Jake Gyllenhaal, I do think that there are there there's a lot. He has the ability for a lot of depth, but um. But I just don't think that he he like I don't think it gets flexed very much. Mm. That's what I liked about it in this movie was that he was he was much different than I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Also, like I forgot it was him a lot when I was and I feel like that's the mark when it's like a really good performance. When I'm like I'm like oh yeah this is Jake. Like sometimes yeah. like I feel like he's even. I never like forgot him. it was him, but I kept forgetting the other movies he was in. Like I it <laughs> made me not think point. of Bubble Boy yeah. and. Donnie Darko, which I like, but you know, like those other films that he's done, Prince of Persia, makes you forget. Like he's a good actor and stuff. Uh, as for his character, is this dude crazy or is he just a product of his environment? Like he's insane. He's, ins- he's an insane. Person. When did you did you think that right off the bat? Like when he beat I up mean, the security guard, or were you? Because I was giving him the benefit of the doubt for a while throughout this movie. I was like, this is a dude who's a victim of circumstance. He's just trying to get by in this crazy landscape of America. I uh, I initially gave him the benefit of the doubt. Like, when was he crazy to you? When he stole that bike? Um, I, you know, when he was crazy, it was when I was like, oh, no, you're an insane person. It was when he, uh, it was when he stole the bike, but it wasn't, it was when he was selling the bike. And he yes. was like, I won the Tour de France on when, this bike. Yeah, <laughs> like, when he was selling the bike, because it was like the initial moment when he was selling the scrap metal, and he like it's like you're an insane person who's like trying to get a job was yeah. when I was like okay you're just like trying to sell yourself kind of moment and then it was like and then the next time when he had the bike I was like oh no you're like this all the time like you're this guy yeah this is a dude who read uh, how to make friends and influence people way too many times <laughs> you know what I mean pretty much yeah uh, I want to say this too is that one of my favorite parts about this movie in a time where every movie is like laden with plot holes or just like things that don't make sense and like consistency in, in film is not what it used to be i think yeah uh 
everything in this movie is pretty realistic, except for the fact when he's in the pawn shop riding that motor that si- uh, bicycle around in circles like that's way too small of a shop i was like there's no way this dude could do that <laughs> and there's no way the shop owner would allow it either <laughs> like you know what i mean i thought that was i was like why is this dude that's not when i thought he was crazy but that's the movie faltered in my opinion right there. um <laughs> <laughs> from then on i couldn't take it from seriously on, yeah it was like ah, oh, jake come on i definitely there were there were different not plot holes but just like little moments that i had where i was like where like when Bill Paxton's character got into that car accident, I definitely had a moment where I was just like, "Did Jake Gyllenhaal like cut the brakes?" Yeah, like, he did that's, something in the car. Oh, that's yeah, he, what it. Yeah, yeah. Like he did something to it, but I liked how it was like they didn't really talk about that. That one. It shot was just kind of like he's taking the shot of Bill Paxton, and it's his Bill Paxton's point of view up to him, where it's like really yeah. shot. That was such a good shot because he just looked pure evil on yeah. that shot the and lighting was, like, was oh, yeah. this, like the lighting from the camcorders like make that shot evil because it's like i feel like now in movies and television like the anti-hero is becoming like the protagonist which i love i tend to write anti-heroes myself but like i said i do not like i just hated him the whole movie and you don't they don't really get in debt you did you hate I hated the whole movie him. i hated him the whole movie. nothing but redeeming like, about him no he has zero redeeming qualities not he's charming psycho. at all not charming at all he's I, what about his personal flaws well no i think that this How is you deny that. This is the thing is that I I think that initially you could have a moment of being like okay I mean this guy's got some redeeming yeah, but, quali- but then every possible redeeming quality the dinner with the uh, fell away. That was so fucked up. The director was Renee Russo. She was great. She was great yeah. too. But anyway, he basically is just like you're going to have sex with me when I want to have sex with you. It's amazing how he says that without saying that. Like, he says... Yeah. Like, this dude is a fantastic communicator. He really is. Like, he... Yeah. The the dinner was great, but what trumps that a hundredfold is later on when he has the great video of the home invasion. Right. And he starts making his demands, and he's like... And next time, when we're alone in your apartment, you do what I say without putting up a fight. Like, and just they, like and last they never time. show. Yeah, like last they time. never show any of yeah. those things. They just they were like, oh my god, what happened in that apartment? But that woman's crazy too, and well, also not a good person. And and uh, I would say I would say discussed. that that is uh, that is a great like that's great writing. Yes, like the fact that they have all of these things tucked in there. Without saying or there's doing, there's a lot of showing stuff. There's well, there's like a exposition, you know. Well, but there's also there's a lot of telling you, like exposition telling you, but it's done in a way where you're not being explained anything. Mm. Like it's not like they're explaining it. Like when he does that, they're not being like. It's not like we've seen some scene and then he has to say something about that scene to make that scene make sense. They just don't show it at all, and he brings it up, and by that point in the movie, you're like, that totally happened. Yeah, you're like yeah. I believe that that happened. Especially because like 100%. at the dinner he's saying like this is what I want, and if I don't get it, like I'm out. And then like later, like the movie progresses, and they they don't really touch on it again right. until later on, and he's like, oh yeah, it happened. By the way, audience, this happened, and it was weird. Yeah, and it's gonna happen again, and it better be better this time. Well, and also <laughs> like it's a, you know like it's kind of like the the him doing something to the van thing is that it's like they're driving to this thing that's happening and like to like like he's following along and the his um his partner who's rick. I, I, rick is like 
He's like, why aren't we going to this other thing over here? I can't believe why that we're not we going. Why are the rape in the park? Which yeah, I like, was like, what kind of footage do you get going to the rape in the that's park? That's a good point. <laughs> I was like, what? Unless there's a dead body, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I will point this out, though, with the writing, is that, uh, so this was uh, written and directed by Dan Gilroy. Yes, yeah, directorial this is, debut. This was his first movie that he ever directed. It was not the first movie that he ever wrote, though. Um, what else did he write? So... So he wrote um he wrote a number of movies that don't he, he in 1992 he wrote Free Jack. I have no idea what that is. Uh in 1994 he wrote Chasers. No, no idea, idea what that is. that is. Uh 2005 he wrote Two for the Money. Are which these is all like USA TNT movies? <laughs> they all sound, they sound The like. first two really Did he sound Tremors like four? it. <laughs> the first two really sound <laughs> like it. Two for the <laughs> <laughs> Two for the Money was the uh the Al Pacino and Matthew McConaughey gambling movie. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, no it's idea. actually okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't um, just get nominated for best screenplay f- for the Oscars too. Last I'm year. pretty sure. I think it no was. Idea. But he wrote he uh so he wrote The Fall in 2006, which was like a very artsy. I didn't. I never I saw love that. that. Movie. Was that the? I never watched. Was that it. the colorful movie? It was very colorful. It was like storytelling. And they it was very storytelling. In the hospital trying to get morphine, and he's telling the kid the stories. Is that the movie? I have no idea. I if didn't that's see the movie, it. I love that movie. Is that the movie? I didn't really um, see it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then, but then right. in 2011, he wrote Real Steel, which is the. I never saw that, but I wanted to. It was actually really good. It's like it's dumb and it, it's rock no, and sock and robots, but it's great. It's a cool idea. No, it's, it's dumb. For, I for saw teens. it, but I like. And then he's, the he wrote. Years, it was fun. You know, he wrote I would never watch it again. He wrote The Bourne Legacy, which was like the rebooting of the Bourne series. Never saw any of them. Um, and then he wrote Nightcrawler. And then his next two movies that he's writing, according to IMDb, is Stan Lee's Annihilator and then Kong Skull Island. Kong uh, Skull Island is the one where they're bringing in a bunch of monsters. Like, I'm even pretty though they sure. they did that in the King Kong movie, there was already a bunch of monsters in it. But yeah, but well, but it's going to be like King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. Um, cool. But I think it's interesting that it's like given. He's got a strange career this he's got a Well, he's got a strange career. You can definitely tell that it's kind of like he got hired to write movies. Mm. Like, by, like these, I don't think they were his movies that he was writing, where it's it kind of becomes one of those things where it's like The Fall might have been a movie that he wanted to write. But like Real Steel and The Bourne Legacy were like paychecks. Right. And I bet that while he was doing those two movies, he was trying to make Nightcrawler. And then he finally got the opportunity to make Nightcrawler. Yeah, you wouldn't expect, looking at that IMDb page, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that's probably the dude who did Nightcrawler. Yeah. You wouldn't say that. That's the Real thing. Real Steel, you know? But, that, but I think that's what's kind of great about it with how good Nightcrawler is, is that it's like he was given, the, like he finally got the opportunity to make the movie that he wanted to make and this is what he made. Like, there's a lot of filmmakers where they finally get the opportunity to make the movie that they want to make, and it turns out, like, why would you do this? Like, <laughs> what what are you doing? And But this one was very, like, it felt, you know what it felt like was, was that I was, like, halfway through the movie, and I was, like, who directed this? Because the only thought that I had was David Fincher. Where yeah, it's, like, it have a very David it's got a very yeah. David Fincher, like, absolutely. Uh, like plus, the, just I mean, the shots of the car and stuff like that, Jill and the way that it was Zodiac driving around, too. it kind of felt. It kind of felt know? like Zodiac in the way that's like they're running around town, racing around yeah. to do things. I really want to go back and rewatch that movie. I also Fincher think that the music in this movie was particularly good too. Yeah, and one of the the one scene where he gets to the scene where something gets hit by a car. And he drags the body yeah. in front of the car so he yeah. get the lighting better. And the music in that scene, I I think I, did, I, re- I watched it twice because it's like very uplifting. It's almost yeah. it's with his mood, not it's your his mood because you're yeah. like horrified that he's 
dragging this body to get this shot. But and he's it's like, so excited. And he is just like, this is great. He raises the camera over his head. And it the like audience's victory. view between his and it's, ooh, it was really good. But throughout the whole movie, the soundtrack was very good, yeah, I thought. It, and it sounded like, it almost sounded like Trent Reznor and uh, the other guy who... Uh, David Fincher uses all the time you know like that's what it kind of had that eerie but uplifting vibe throughout the whole film yeah because Jake Gyllenhaal is constantly on the up and up in this movie like it shows him at his worst at the start and that's another thing too is that the only time we see Jake Gyllenhaal be violent is within the first like five minutes of the movie never again does he lash out like that unless it's at himself in the mirror yeah at himself in but the he's mirror. never violent again and he only even like alludes to his potential violence twice and it's way later in the film once is to Rick in the car when he's like what if my problem wasn't that I don't understand people but that I don't yeah. like them like what if I took you right now and just like beat the crap out of you and he says to Bill Paxton he's like I want to grab you by the ears right now and scream in your face and like shake you right he does a very yeah. calm smile on his yeah. face well, but really you also creepy. like you also feel that willingness to like like that sociopathic willingness to kill somebody Oh yeah, he throughout the entire thing. I would like the detective calls of a murder at the end, and I would. Say, I mean, even though he never pulled the trigger himself, is he a murderer? He's a murderer. He is. He's a murderer. I. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't see, know. this is the thing: he is murdered Rick. No, he, he didn't. That dude in the car he, did. I know, but it's his fault. It is. I would his with fault. with Rick in particular. Rick is he, the, probably with, the only real sympathetic character I feel like in the whole movie. I would say, see. I would say Probably. that Rick is Rick is sympathetic throughout Maybe the Nina entire throughout the entire movie. Um, is Nina her name the the yeah. channel ma- or the Nina, right, the yeah. news the Nina director? Nina Romina. I think I'm saying the last name right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an anchor. Nina name, right? Romina. Nina Romina with the. Uh, she was an anchor though. She was just the. Director. She used to be an actor. Oh, okay. she, yeah, she yeah. used to be an anchor. And the thing is, is that Still I, going by her I, stage like, name. I like, I <laughs> like, like I feel like she has redeeming qualities once. Um, like she has redeeming qualities once that dinner scene happens. Like that dinner scene happens and it's really creepy and weird and then you immediately feel bad for her. Where it's almost like when a, like, like you see that turn and I feel like that was a big moment in the movie where you see like the true manipulative turn that he has where it's like in the moments, in the, like all of the things that uh, that Jake Gyllenhaal does up until that moment are reasonably like just for him like they're just for him they're for him and for nobody else and uh but like there's a moment in that movie where it's like oh now you're gonna involve other people like you're going to like your like your happiness is going to come at the expense of people who are actively alive and actively around you where he like is gonna force her to have sex with him and stuff like that. Yeah. That was the scene that where she loses all the power. Like until that scene, yeah. she still kind of has the upper hand. And then slowly through that conversation, he lets her know, like, I am holding all the cards. And thanks to the Internet, like, I know everything about you and I'm in the position to manipulate you. But yeah. she also, I mean, kind of represents like how sick the media is. Yeah. Because uh, she knows that these the how he's getting this video footage is immoral yeah. she's like, the, like but she wants to anyway they have a failing network uh there's actually 
kind of um, similar themes with the movie network, which Dennis, you've never seen. It was one of my favorite movies. Oh, I still um, haven't seen Network. Yeah, and like kind of Diana. Christensen oh yeah, character. you've never seen Network. We have to watch that. Oh, it's have not you on seen Netflix? It? Otherwise, I, I would have recommended it. It's my I favorite movie. <laughs> love it. I love. It. I like you now. You oh, okay. previous yeah, to this, I hated you. I never <laughs> wanted you on the podcast. My favorite again. movie, but yeah, I thought like but, a little bit like Diana Christensen character, where she was just willing to do anything. She wanted yeah. the ratings. She wanted those ratings. She wants. Uh, yeah, I'd say Nina in this movie. Well, and movie. it's not quite, I mean, like, there is that dichotomy of, like, of like it's not just the ratings. There is this sense of it. Like, you realize with Nina's character that it's, like, at a certain point, it's, like, it's the ratings and it's her job. But there also is, and Network has this also, I feel like, is that it's, like, people watch it. It's right. what they want. So yeah. It's, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like. moral, like, yeah. our, what are we doing watching this, like, it's, horrible It's thing. like BuzzFeed. Yeah. Like, that's how BuzzFeed operates, is that BuzzFeed operates under the attitude that is, like, if it is popular, then it is noteworthy. Like, if it is popular, then it is something that all of us want, to which, er, so it should be, like, at the top of the page kind of thing. And so it becomes one of those things where it's like, well, we all want to look at cats. So that becomes, like, that becomes, like, their thing. And, uh, and it's, like, it's not great for society, in particular, like that, like, hey, we should all be caring about caring about Syria, but I'm going to give you cats <laughs> is that it's like and it's almost the same kind of thing with um, like with Nightcrawler is that it's like like when he talks about, you know, during that dinner meeting and he talks about like the percentage and uh, of like how many seconds are spent dealing with all of these different things. And I have right. like five and a half minutes or whatever of whatever broadcast is that it's that moment where it's like where it's like, oh, yeah like local news and stuff like that should really be about like issues and politics and things that are happening instead that are like just important. violent crime but instead but it's just violent crime towards they're saying the best ratings come from um like you know people from poor neighborhoods invading the people in the yeah urban crime minority on white people specifically yeah. and then with the um home invasion that the people were shot at it turned out it was it had to do with drugs. It felt like, like a ton of drugs in the house. Which I want to argue that's still urban crime creeping into an affluent neighborhood. If there's a drug shooting in the suburbs instead of just yeah, a home I invasion, they it's wanted still, to make you know. it look more random. Because if if you have kilos of cocaine in your house, yeah, they want to make the family more seem innocent. For somebody to come in there, you know. Yeah. Um, well, if and you're that's an innocent person and people are coming and shooting you, that's obviously way more scary. If you're scared, you watch the news. Hence, every hurricane and blizzard we ever have it's yeah just always that all yeah. the time snow apocalypse exactly. every year there's a snow apocalypse um yeah i mean i think that like i don't know there's i'm trying to think of like other things about this movie that because there, there's a lot to kind of unpack i'm trying to think of different things of whether he's a good or like is if he's just like a product of you know like I, i'm de he's definitely a little off but I mean, he's playing by he's the rules more, that society's well, no, no, no. kind of laid for him. You know what more, I mean? He's, he's more than smart. a little off. Yeah, he's like. I related a lot to Bloom. <laughs> that silence is that silence is us deciding well, his, like, whether Dennis need, should be the, here or his not. <laughs> quotes about being successful and stuff are all like true and good advice. Maybe yeah, a lot of two cents. He's extremely good as a boss. Like he's a great boss to Rick until he kills him. Well, until he puts him in well, the no, way of being a, I don't think he killed him. Like, I would say that, like, he he's a terrible boss. Oh, come on. No, no, he's he is. manipulative. It's, well, it's not he even He teaches Rick, though, things. One no, of my no, favorite he, scenes he is he him does. running out of the house, 
the drug invasion robbery thing. He's running out of the house, and Rick like catches up to him, and he start. They're running away, like they could be caught by the cops running away from the crime. And he's like telling Rick, like, "You need to bring more to the team. Like, this is a team thing. Like, he's still lecturing him on, him on how to be a good employee." Well, yeah. The only, this is the only thing is is that that like to me what it feels like is like this would be the same as being like like that discussion is one of like if you had like a drug dealer crime boss being like being like like giving you a hard time and then being like well no no the reason why I'm telling you all of this stuff is because I want you to be able to sell cocaine as well as me in the future and you need to murder five people to be able to do that is that it's like it's just like like what he did is not only immoral but illegal in a lot of respects and so what you end up with is is that and especially when he like impedes the cops from knowing about the the two guys yeah is that it's like that's is that it's like that is illegal and what he's teaching the guy is like a terrible way to do things like he's teaching like he's doing a great job of teaching Rick a really awful way to exist <laughs> yeah but and so i would not place him as being a great boss in that situation well here's the thing he's teaching him how to do that job above and beyond how other people do it Bill Paxton's character, like, yeah, they're good at what they do, but they're still kind of slimy people who are chasing around after after victims in the night trying to get some good footage of them. Jake Gyllenhaal's just taking yeah. that job to the next level of like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be the best I can. I'm going to pull people into the better lighting. I'm going to go into the house before the cops get there. Yeah, but he's he kind of just showing Rick like... He's he's looking at, at well, it yeah. like any other job. Well, you he's see not looking as, at the legalities of it. That's the thing Bill is, is that... Bill is the... Just his character... Is just the watching eye. Jake Gyllenhaal's character becomes um, a player in. in yeah. The, in the Eventually, crimes. he becomes a player. I think he only becomes a player though uh, when he uh, withholds that information about the house invasion. I think even him going into the home, because let's be okay. Let's look at it like this. Listen, it's a horrible thing if in real life someone went into a home of a house of a of a home invasion and there's people dying right around. But the cops are already on their way. His job is to get video footage of people who are hurt and bring them to like what was he supposed to do if not take footage and do that job like was he going to talk to the people until the cops showed up what would that help in that moment in that moment he's looking out for number one listen it's a horrible thing but in his mentality he's like i'm in america i gotta do what it takes this is the job route i've chosen if he was a more redeemable character and he did that, I feel like you could have probably passed it off. But then when... Like if he had kids when and those he... Other, when he lets other people go, he has the license plate information. He has video of what they look like. And then there's the shooting well, and, and cops it's when and stuff it's, like that. Yeah. When he, he starts he's putting... He's responsible yeah. for those deaths. It I agree with that detective. thing where it's like... He's, he's responsible for those deaths. He's responsible for those deaths because he waited until they were in... Yeah. The... Until they were inside the... Uh, like that restaurant to do it. Right. Like... But say he got that footage and then immediately told the cops about it, gave them the edited one, but like the next day gave it to him right away. Yeah. How bad of a person is he for getting that footage, well, but then helping the cops solve the crime, essentially? If this is the That thing. would have been a more redeemable cut, but that was not, that's not, if they that's had not done what he it. <laughs> That if, is not this movie. If they had done it in, like, let's say that he had been sitting in the car where they were waiting for the guy to come outside... If it was like, okay, that guy came outside. Well, wait, where's the other guy? And then they waited for the other guy to come outside, and they were like, they're both in the car. And then they did it, and then they did it then. I would have been like, solid. Solid. Like, mm. that's that's kind of okay. It's but then he more redeemable. He but he misses out, out on, the, footage, on the, the good footage and maybe even the reward. Who knows? Well, he misses out on the cops 
getting like cops getting shot and people in a random restaurant getting shot and all the people that you know got hurt in the in the car chase that car chase was great by the way that was like yeah that was a such really a good, good car, car chase. chase you know what it reminded uh, me of as a car chase was um was uh the french connection have you ever seen that yeah sure we've watched it because like, we watched it, it for like the podcast one of the one of like the best like car like just more like realistic it was like great car chases in like the terminator or something but it's the most, most ridiculous no but it was realistic though life. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was like realistic it was really it was really good it was really realistic can we talk about the fact that uh that jake gyllenhaal in this movie is a <sighs> exceptionally ridiculous driver yes. like ridiculously good i don't know whether he was ridiculously good but just like from the moment he's in a car, he's like, I'm going to go 90 miles an hour. Well, that's his job. Once again, you guys are underestimating this guy in the job market. He's doing a great job. He's getting to the scene of the crime as fast as possible. This is, this is the most. Cops there. This is the. I feel like your take on this is the most libertarian take I've ever heard on this movie. I would hire <laughs> Lou Bloom. That's all I'm saying. Any job <laughs> I would hire him. He would probably be Pizza a great delivery. comic. No, he wouldn't be a good comic, but he would be like the most successful comic that you like ever met. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know about comedy, no. Because he just no. Yeah, I don't think he could do comedy. I think I think he would be. He I could think, manage a comedian. I think that he would be an ama- You know, no. You know, he'd be really good at is is managing a comedy club. I was about to say managing <laughs> a comedy club. He's already crazy. Actually, this. <laughs> it's so funny you say that, Lori. This reminded me so much of a manager of a comedy club, both in looks and how he acts towards <laughs> other people. And we both work the club. I'm not going to say names. I would tell it to him to his face, but I don't want to say it on the air. But you'll figure it out. Young guy. All right. Slick back hair. Super polite and nice to everybody. I know who you're talking about, and I met him once. Uh... Oh no no no! You're not thinking no no, 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 no. different guy okay. different guy. But never mind. I would say the only issue I had with Nightcrawler um, was how the cops reacted to him because he would really get in their face and get in the victim's face, and I. I'm friends. I'm, a lot of my family members are cops. I feel like they would have not tolerated him at all. Like they would have ripped that. Camera are they out more of his tolerant hands. in L.A.? Like is night crawling more prominent in L.A. because there's more like it's more driving instead of public transportation, and maybe they're used to it. But I agree with you. Where I was like, the cops go. Really I was like, why haven't any of these cops ripped a camera out of his hand and smashed it on well, the ground? Yeah. I, I, I would have done that if I was a cop. <laughs> I I do agree that there would have been at least one more moment of a cop ripping a camera out of a hand. Like there, yeah. there should have been one. Um, yeah, like I don't know how them a little bit to like back, but I'm like, why? I'm like, they've well, no, but you gotta really up in people's business. Like I feel like you know that that first one that he went to, where he like pulled right up to the crime scene, right, like right. really fast, and hopped out with a camera. I feel like that one they should have smashed his camera, because uh, like they would have. If they were like, I feel like the cops would have in that situation. But there's other ones where like they would just push you back. Like once the, once they're like your media of yeah. some kind, they're like they're not going to just smash your camera outright because it's it's a bad look on that police department. Yes. But I also think that the LAPD is a little bit more wise to that. Yeah, than especially because the LAPD paparazzi. I feel though. like the NYPD would uh would have beaten the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Just because. With the cameras. Also, c- him compared to Bill Paxton's team, Actually, they were very me, much more like, all right, we're going to stand over here, and this is our job. We're like kind of professional They were it. reasonable. And he was like, 
getting right next to them and putting the camera in the Taking like, this vocation to the next level, Lori. To the next level. I'm I just, love that you uh, described it in the intro as a vocation, too. I'm also <laughs> just, just going to point out that actually what would have happened is that Jake Gyllenhaal's character would have been asked to stand back and Rick would have gotten the shit kicked out of him uh. Uh, if they were in New York. Um, <laughs> okay, so, I mean, to, to wrap up, we like the movie. Yes. Director did a good job. I like the movie, yeah. Uh, I want to see him I direct something else. Yeah, he that's kind of my thing is, is that I'd like to see him direct something else because one of the questions that I have, there's a funny thing that happens sometimes on movies with, uh, with a first-time director. So you see their first movie and it's amazing and then you see their second movie and it's terrible and part of the reason why is because the first time you direct a movie you have no clue what is going on and so you listen to everyone around you they're like we should do this with the camera and you're like yeah we should and then you like build on that as a creative <laughs> person and then the second movie you're like i made an amazing movie okay i know what i'm doing I'm and then do they it get again. into it and they get into it and they're like you don't know how to make a movie you need you listen to a lot of people last time i got faith uh, in dan gilroy he'll knock it out of the park the second movie i don't know i hope that, on what i hope is. that we get to see you know another movie that that he directs because there's other movies that I've absolutely loved and the second movie's terrible yeah. where it's you know the the guy who directed Chronicle next movie they did was Fantastic Four uh, the new Fantastic Four yeah and that yeah, is but, not good but isn't that the studio's I fault I heard about hopes. that wasn't it like wasn't the director of that movie didn't he tweet out like uh, I had a fantastic out, cut of this movie two months ago and now the studio stepped in and he had to yeah. delete the tweet so like I might believe that I might buy into it I might, I might believe that and buy into it also but at the same time like just Plus, Chronicle was so good. It wasn't great. Chronicle I, was I really liked Chronicle. I liked Chronicle. I like Chronicle a lot, but I'm so over the found footage, shaky camera bullshit, man. Yeah, I agree with well, that Well, yeah. You know what I mean? I Just produce a finely too. filmed movie. A little bit of handheld stuff I don't mind, but when it's the whole movie's like that, when every shot starts with like a 14-year-old white kid with long hair looking into the lens and walking backwards, I'm like, come on. <laughs> 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 All right, so no one's changing their mind on this movie, right? Uh no, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to go with stream it. I'm gonna continue to go with that. I never need to watch this again. Not even in a couple years. I think this uh, mo- I was excited to rewatch no, no, no. this because I saw it when it came this'll out in be, 2014. This will be like when this will be one of those movies where I rewatch it when I want to make a movie that has elements. Like I remember when I saw uh, when I, I saw Zodiac. Well, no, but like when I saw Zodiac, I didn't like it. And ever since then, I've just like there have been shots and moments in that movie that have stuck with me. And I want to rewatch that movie just because I want to like it's like I want to remember those cool things. Can we do that together? And with net uh, and with and with Nightcrawler, I don't feel like I like I feel like it's like if I ever was was given the chance to like make a movie with that had a lot of car chases and stuff like that yeah. in it, I would rewatch this movie. But I would rewatch like scenes of this movie to be like, oh yeah, remember that? That was awesome. This I movie would remind that you that less is more. That's probably the biggest. I'd say that's what makes this movie yeah. pretty good. Is that it only gives you enough. Like it, there's never too much of anything in this movie. There's not too much violence. Yeah. There's not too much car chases. Like it's even the music. There's not a lot of music, but then when the music hits, it's very effective. Yeah, I so would agree with that. I'm gonna say, Laurie, well. yeah, you gonna I stick with, with that. Keep, watch this movie, stream it. Yeah, I say stream it. I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. All right, this one, put it in the books. Nightcrawler, blockbuster. Uh, again, check us out. Uh, go to our main website, flixbookclub.com. Leave us a comment on there. Maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you want to give us a suggestion as to what to watch. What's on Netflix? Yup. Uh, go to our Twitter at flixbookclub. Laurie, you want to plug anything before we? You can follow me at Lori Pomentary on Twitter. That's it. Follow her on Twitter, everybody, at Lori Pomentary. How do you spell Uh, Pomentary? Actually, just like Chance Pomentary. 
Chaz. How do you spell Chaz Palminteri? That makes it better because I'm going to spell. I'm going to misspell Chaz as well in Palminteri. So we'll be back next week with a new guest and another movie. We don't know what it is yet, but tune in. Once again, subscribe on iTunes, and we'll talk to you next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Thanks for having me. Bye.